about ready? Uh, yeah. We ready yeah. to see where this particular podcast leads us? Mm-hmm. Fucking Narnia. Hopefully they're talking about hockey. <laughs> we never talk about... We never talk about hockey because this is the Tukey's Take Podcast. And welcome, everybody, to another edition. It is the early days of November in 2022, and Endo just fucking disappeared. <laughs> yep. I'm off, I'm off do- camera. I'm just pouring in some filtered water for my um, humidifier that I have because I have no I have no windows in this place in this room specifically except for like over here. So this is basically like the death trap of my condo. That was a really fucking good intro too. Yeah. Oh, it was. it's still no. being used just oh, because okay. he still- tried to ruin it. It's still being no. used. This is no, all no. going in. This no, is why. This is why you watch the video portion as well because you never know when Endo's just gonna get up in the middle of an intro because he forgot about his humidifier. Yeah. I can breathe now. You can breathe. You can eat a muffin. You can do anything. Thanks, mom. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, send me know how Endo's doing. How are you doing on this fine Thursday? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. There's a lot of cool shit happening in the NHL right now. The and, most uh, first and foremost, the Swedes are taking over. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's that's a given. And it, all all the Nordics are going to take over. Y'all thought the US was going to pump out all these great hockey players. Just wait. Oh, it's going to be a fun day of, yeah, actually mostly hockey talk after whatever the hell the last episode was, about half an hour of Halloween talk and everything like that. But we have a lot to talk about today. We'll do the day by day. We're going to do our first installment of awards predictions, with it being the first show of a new month. And of course, we'll get to some viewer questions here in due time. Before that, though, as always, we want to mention it. The Tookie's Take Podcast brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. You can go to manscaped.com. You can use the code Tookie, T-O-U-G-I-E, at checkout to get 20% off your order and free shipping. Manscaped. Get the best tools for the job. Head to toe. They got you covered. Whether it be the lovely lawnmower 4.0, the weed whacker, circular deodorant. I got it. Cylindrical. It Cylindrical. <laughs> Cylindrical. Spherical. I, I totally gave up, by the way. I remember in the beginning, I kept trying to correct that, and I just gave up trying to say it's cylindrical and not spherical, but it's okay. Well, yeah, but that I know was the it's meme. cylindrical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at it. I've I, used it so much, it's become spherical, okay? It's like a half sphere. It's a dome. Solely so mentioning magical. spherical because of the Drake and Josh episode with the game sphere. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So thank thousands. you for not correcting me. Because just know I was in on the joke. And if you want to be in on the joke, take care of yourself at manscaped.com. Oh, I thought we had a new sponsor. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Ooh. <laughs> See, now we, need, now we just need two sponsors so you can have those kind of segues. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yes, we uh you want to buy ad space. <laughs> Contact Tugi yeah. at TugiLive.com. There you go. Your ad you on this we, bench. Uh, yeah, who knows? There there might have been there might be some talks. Who's to who's to say? We'll see where things happen to go. Where we're gonna go for now though, 
kicking things off with our viewer questions. Again, link to the Discord in the description, whether or not you are listening or watching this particular podcast. And you can have a question asked just like these fine people. First and foremost, Steel Devil. Since it's no net November, is that what we're calling it now? Since it's no net November, what players do you think won't score any goals this month? Won't score. He should have just said won't score. Mm. It would it would have what played into a better score. Steel Devil. Missed opportunity, man. If you're gonna go mm. for it, you gotta go all the way. Which players do we think will not score any goals this month? So hopefully someone will remind us of this. Let's make <laughs> actual legitimate attempts. Oh, oh, to okay. Be correct on this. For who we think won't score. Okay. Um Carter Hart. No, come on! He can't, <laughs> you can't pick a goal, and don't, don't, he will. Damn it, well, he watch will him score now, like just out of nowhere. First oh. game, I have. Magic He's been powers. trying his damnedest. Okay, oh. <laughs> I'm hmm. I'm torn. I want to say Rasmus Ristolainen just because he's been dog shit for Philadelphia. Horrible. But don't kick a guy when he's down. I have an ace in the hole. A player who will not score in the month of November. AJ Greer. Just a Boo, no. Mark Edward Vlasic. Oh my god. I am confident, damn it. He's gonna no, he's yeah, you're right. He ain't gonna score. They mean goals, right? Not just getting on the board, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. But even then, he has one point one assist in uh 12 games so far this year, so I'm fairly confident. Yeah, Tank baby. Commander Pickles. <laughs> Oh shit! God, it's not his job to get points. It's, it's not. no longer his job to shut it down either. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's his job to just be like, "Let him have it. You can it's, have it. You can have it." God, <laughs> I miss old oh. Mark <sighs> Whatever, Mark Edward Vlasic. I miss the old one. Yeah, I don't. I'm gonna go with like. Uh... I was gonna choose a defenseman too, but now it seems kind of silly to do that. Who won't score a goal? Uh, oh, in the month of November, Charlie McAvoy. Got him. Um, Ooh, maybe not, though. Rumors oh, is he, got, is he coming back? back? I, thought he was, I thought he wasn't coming back till December. Oh. He, was, he might be oh. ahead of schedule, so. Damn. Well, it's a, ri- I, it's a I, risky I get, pick. I can't get you back for St. Mark Edward Flash. Man. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You can oh. try. No. Uh, I want to shout man. out Master of Assists, Jake Vorchek. Like who also like and and this has been a, such a weird year. Who would have thought Nico fucking Sturm would have five goals? Who who the fuck knew that Nico Sturm had five <laughs> yeah. goals? Who the fuck knew Nico Sturm? <laughs> oh God, you mean Marco, don't you? Like, no, no, it's a different guy. No, Nico Sturm, Nico! the best Sturm ever to play for the Sharks. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I got no idea. I got no one. I, I was, was going to say, say Patrick Nick Delorier Line. or something like that. Just a face puncher. Yeah. And now they're going to score. I was going to say Patrick Line as a joke, but um, he, he uh, sports gamer had their Eshel Thursdays thing. And then like mm-hmm. the first, not even five seconds of the game, he gets a breakaway and scores the first goal. <laughs> well, we knew Patrick Line was good at video games. <laughs> yeah. Fucking amazing. Mark Shifley sh- punching the air right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blake Wheeler, fucker, where's my C? Damn you, Patrick, took the C out of your name and took it off of my chest. 
That's one for TikTok right there. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, fuck. Um, I will say certain forwards that have played 10 games that don't have goals, Jake Voracek. <laughs> yeah, but uh, pa- Patrick, uh, he has five in 10 games. Oof, Oof it's not funny now. <laughs> no. Patrick Maroon with zero goals, Ryan Reeves, Jamie Ben. 10 Ooh. games played, no goals, five assists. Fucking washed. Pretty rough for Jamie Ben. Mm. Not good, is I believe how the, the kids would would sum that one up. Shall we move past no net November? <laughs> yeah, we can move past that. From Craze, who is a player in any sport that had an unmemorable career that you remember them almost exclusively for their name? Mine is Panthers and CFL Hamilton Tiger Cats legend something I can't pronounce. Kialoha. Let me try and pronounce that. Hold on. Uh, P- Pilares. I don't fucking know. Sure. Let's go with Kaloha Pilares. Wow. Sure. That, what a name. That is a, that is a player. <laughs> hmm. Unmemorable oh, career. Unmemorable uh, yeah. career, but you remember for the name. I don't know. Doug Bodger. Oh, Doug Bodger's a good one. It, I, I just always remember that name. And I always just... Yeah, that's still legit. He, I remember him the most because of his name. It's a good one. Yeah. It is a good one. Um, God, Endo, do you have one here? Because this, this isn't no. easy. No. Doesn't have um, one. Um, I think... Chocolate Wayne. <laughs> Chocolate Wayne. And it's um, funny because hockey's, hockey's more difficult than, like, football. Because football's easy. <clears throat> Yeah, it's any yeah. sport. Uh, well, no, because like football, you had quarterback legend John David Booty. It's a great one. Uh, Jets legend DeBrickashaw Ferguson. Also a good one. Uh, I think there was a basketball player named uh, Brickowski. Like Brickowski. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I just saw when we were going through the eras on uh, on stream. So... I don't know. I'm really trying to think one of one for hockey, and it's just it's not there. You know who it is? Hmm. Steve Ho You Fat. The, the the basketball player um, who gained notoriety because people realized that uh, that was his fucking name when the NBA had their global series in hmm. uh, France because they have this like prospect who's like seven foot fucking four. He's like nineteen. Yeah. And like his name was like, everyone realized his name was Steve Ho You Fat. He's like, I gotta get this jersey for for my girl. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> God, yeah, I'm really sitting here trying to think of someone for hockey to keep it relevant towards what this podcast is allegedly supposed to be. But I got nothing. Yeah. I got Craze. nothing. I gotta be honest. Names in other sports are better than hockey names. That's my yeah. takeaway from this. From Wheels. If you were going to rebrand one NHL team, which team and what would their name, logo, and colors be? You can't pick Chicago. I feel attacked. Skip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel attacked. Oh, God. To Grab the leaves, make them red. <laughs> yeah. Done. The Toronto Maple something. Leafs. 
Uh, change the logo to actually being multiple leaves. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so then uh, their make honest would... men out of them. <laughs> <laughs> their primary color would be brown for when the media goes full diaper because they lost three games in a row. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking stupid. It's gonna be multiple leaves now. <laughs> Making honest men out of fuck. That's hilarious. Oh man. Alright, what would I do? I don't think we could top that. That was a good team effort on our part. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would probably move the islanders. Ooh, shots fired. Yeah, I get fucked. Too many teams in New York. Buffalo's better. Um God, where where would I move them? I don't know. <laughs> uh, eh, it's just it's eh. kind of, yeah i'm just like fucking you know what i would move them to like it does say rebrand as opposed to relocation yeah. i know oh 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 just rebrand ah yeah. <laughs> oh shit i was thinking about the whole wrong thing please go endo so i can think a second longer hmm. what what do i not like which one do i not like in the nhl the most uh, yeah, it's I'd pretty much the, the question I, is what logo do you hate? Yeah, I'll take the Seattle Kraken and make it that fucking S meme instead of just the right, just like the, the current S. The, the, the paper S. clip? Yeah, the paper clip. <laughs> <laughs> just um, make it Bowie's face. Call him the Seattle Bridge Trolls. Nah, I'll I'll turn them to the um uh rainy city bitch pigeons and just have it yes. just be a fucking yeah. Yeah, that's what they should have done. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Then think. you got one, or is it just like ah, fucking? I don't know. Um, I would rebrand the Red Wings. <laughs> Change the San Jose Sharks into bigger jaws. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna change the San Jose Sharks into a megalodon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would rebrand the Red Wings. Mm. Yeah, I would just I would make it a hard leap. <laughs> no, I was gonna. Uh, it's a really bad joke. I shouldn't do it. I'm not gonna do it. Uh, just make it right. someone earning their red wings. No, I was just gonna have them change <laughs> the name. I I couldn't remember, but it's just gonna be a bad, a dirty water joke. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, eh. shout out to Flint, huh? For the fact that yeah. Say... <clears throat> Fucking hell. Oh god! Of all the ways you could have gone, different car jokes or yeah, like I was thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, everyone like, like, but I, I couldn't find a way to make funny like, uh, like all the factories shut severe down. water crisis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I know. Find the comedic spin on that. Huh? <laughs> I couldn't find the comedy and all the factories shutting down and destroying lives and helping, you know. God. Give momentum to the opioid epidemic and shit. I was like, yeah. <laughs> God, it was right there. I just couldn't find the job. <laughs> so I went. I went God. for low hanging fruit. It's just like a person, like it's just a person throwing. Ah, uh, this is the this is the wrong crisis, but I still have a joke on this. Where was it? Where they had like a storm, like during like 2016 to 2020, and then like our at the time president was fucking alley oop shotting toilet paper at people who needed it. Yeah, I, I can't remember where that was. That was fucking I hilarious. It was back in New Orleans, wasn't it? Like, yeah, it was New Orleans it was somewhere. It was New Orleans. 
Like I don't know God. why I thought those two were interchangeable. I don't know. Just just picture <laughs> fucking quarterbacking a bunch of water bottles at people. <laughs> I still got it. I still got the arms of a quarterback. Shall we move on to our next question? <laughs> yeah. Please. From AJ, Mount Rushmore of sports bloopers. So, God damn. I would say we each come up with one and then maybe try to agree on a fourth. I'm okay. taking the butt fumble. Fuck you! That yeah. happened against the Patriots. I get to take the butt fumble. <laughs> you didn't take it. You received it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the guy Mark Sanchez ran into received it. Yeah, did you, yeah. did you fumble the butt instead? <laughs> oh, my God. Ah. They've never recovered from that. Jesus Christ. No, they haven't at all. At all. That's what they call it, Dirty Sanchez. All right. Ah. Ah. Um. God, the best sports bloopers. I mean, the butt fumble's on there. That's the one we can all agree on. Number one. <clears throat> Number one's the butt fumble. No doubt. No doubt. God, uh, other... <laughs> Tuka Rask losing his skate blade and then shoving at the ref. <laughs> <laughs> Just grabs it. It's like... <laughs> Like, you like a murderer with a knife just shaking it in your face. Coming for you. <laughs> uh I will I will throw out Patrick Stefan's missed empty netter. Yeah. That's yeah. an all-timer. Especially because of ha- like what happened within the next 20 seconds. Not yeah. even that much, like 15 <laughs> seconds. It's the like, whole it's the whole thing. Yeah, God, I remember watching that live where I think we we're actually in the background. We had it on playing Warhammer at my buddy's house. Same people I play with now. Like however many years later we were at mm. their like parents house because we grew up down the street from each other and now we all live in the same town again crazy hey um we gotta throw bill buckner out there rest in peace but i mean that's bill the the bill buckner uh ground ball through his legs in the world series against the mets oof <clears throat> oh i mean he he had like a 22 year career and no one remembers a fucking thing about it aside from that poor guy yeah, that's rough. Uh, how would you like to, Sim, would you like to nominate Dan Boyle scoring for the other team in overtime in the playoffs? <laughs> Wait, <Suck>. what? <laughs> My cock. No, because Dan <laughs> Boyle was amazing and he never did anything wrong in his life. Oh, God. Except uh, literally handing Colorado a win. Yeah, that was in the rough. 2010 playoffs. <laughs> but I'm pretty oh sure we God. won that series. I think you guys did, yeah. Put that on a shirt. With Dan like a, Boyle did nothing by wrong. Pavelski. It, or that might be another year, but I think that was 2010. Anyway. Which um, Sharks failure are you trying to remember? It's it's similar to Michigan to Michigan yeah. tragedies. The San Jose Sharks. <laughs> There's a lot. The Detroit of the West. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Fuck. Sports blooper, man. I'm... Honestly, for me, it's Randy Johnson hitting a fucking pigeon. With, oh my god! Yes, like that's oh, just insane. Pitching and it exploded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like when the he throws one? Yeah. the ball and somehow hits a bird going by. Like just the sheer astronomical odds of that happening. The Bro, fact that, that it was... hasn't happened again. Yeah, probably that was. That was a goddamn fucking pillow right there. Jesus Christ. And the fact that it was <laughs> the guy who was most like a bird in the MLB. 
It's absolutely impressive. the only way it can be topped is if Larry Bird shot a three pointer that took yes. an eagle out of the air. Yes, <laughs> because Randy Johnson looks like a okay. fucking bird, and he hits a bird and kills a bird, and he felt felt really bad about killing that bird. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, as he should. Good guy, Randy. You know. Yeah. Good guy, Randy. Good lanky guy. <laughs> Real lanky, lanky guy with the last name Johnson. <laughs> he was he was one of my favorites to get in backyard baseball because he was just the longest legged motherfucker out there. It's like, sir, what are you doing here? Yeah, <laughs> the rest of the characters look like children. What are you doing here? <laughs> I am fifth. I am thirteen. <laughs> oh shit! Whew. All right, there you go. I think that's a that's a good Rushmore, even if it's not a full Rushmore. Holy yeah. shit! Our final question. And Fuck I know Endo wanted to mention this to make a bigger deal of it. From Super Sensbro, opinions on Shane Wright still being in the NHL but not playing. Uh, since it. we last talked about it, I believe last week, the situation has not changed at all. Oh, so weird. Uh, the update right now is the Kraken have played 11 games. Shane Wright has played five of them. So he literally hasn't played since we last talked about it. That's nuts. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> I didn't. It's one of those things where you talk about it's like, yeah, they'll resolve it. And now here we are, like a week plus later. It's like, no, no, in fact, they haven't done a damn thing. I mean, obviously, super, super questionable for Ron yeah. Francis as the, the GM of that team in terms of just what the hell are you doing here with the fourth overall pick? I mean, and is it a coaching decision, too? Like, if it is, you get rid of Dave Haxtell. <laughs> yeah, but I immediately think he's able to overrule his ass too. Like I don't know much about Haxtell. I know a lot of people don't like him for a variety of reasons. Um, but yeah, uh, this doesn't make sense. Even if he's got like, I don't know, all the attitude problems that Montreal fans uh, became obsessed with that he had because they passed on him. Mm. Um, <laughs> There's more to that too. I'll get to that later. Why don't we just talk about it now since the Shane question is being asked? Yeah. yeah. So um, during the Leaf uh, Flyers game on Sportsnet, I believe, uh, they had a scout uh, by the name of, hold on, let me pull it up right here. Ba -ba, ba -ba 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 -ba, what I put it, I put it in their group chat. Where the fuck is his name? Where the fuck is his name? We talk a is lot. Is his name important? Yes, no. it was. J Jason Bukla, former scout of the um, uh, NHL hockey scout, has worked in the NHL for countless amount of years. Right now, he works first privately for... Where is it? Uh, he's, he's, he's reputable, very reputable. And he went on and talked uh, at length about Shane Wright in a situation they were getting played six, basically six minutes a game, five games in. And he said that his team even looked at him during the draft because they, they passed on him, be, like even them, saying that, you know... Uh, he dropped in draft boards because like it came off as if like he didn't really have any things about his game being incomplete. And he thought he basically was kind of like already ready to go and being out there. And I think this stems to basically being, you know, since he joined with Kingston in his um his inaugural season, he was given the captaincy like immediately out of the gate after like I think it was like after 20 games, he was the captain. He was exceptional status first overall. And he basically had this silver spoon in his mouth and essentially kind of, I think he kind of thought he was just like the real deal the entire way through. And now that he dropped the fourth, he just hasn't like played the same. Like even when he's out there too, like he doesn't look like he was that 
touted player that he was he was said he was or the thing that he believed he was. And I think it also stems to a confidence issue as well. I mean, yeah, well, nothing confidence if you're getting played six minutes a game on the fourth line. Well, what nothing are you doing, on, what are you doing still six confidence. minutes in general? Nothing said let's instill confidence in this kid, like not playing him at all. <laughs> yeah. Is he just not cutting it during practice? Like, I don't know what's going on. That whole thing's just if messy he in isn't, general. then he shouldn't be like, that's the point. He shouldn't be sitting scratched. Yeah. Like, right. Like, if you think he has a fucking attitude issue, send him back to Kingston. Does that not send the message enough? While also accomplishing what you need to accomplish by allowing him to play games and continuing to develop, send him yeah. back. And that's a message enough of like, hey, guess what, kid? You actually weren't ready. So regardless of how much truth there is about whether or not he has attitude issues, confidence issues, whatever, no matter what way you paint it, it's still horrific mismanagement of a top asset by yeah. the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. Super, super early into their history, it's year number two. Perfect. There you go. I don't know what's with these expansion teams, man. These two expansion teams, like I get it. Vegas, you know, they're the brain fog they develop because, oh, my God, we almost won the cup in our first year. Like you can kind of understand that. But, you know, the people in charge of these teams, it's not like they're new to the NHL. Yeah, Eric Francis was like GM of the Hurricanes. He had an illustrious career, but it just goes to show you not all good hockey careers translate into good management because i'm pretty sure eric francis or ron i wasn't gonna correct it i was like wait like that's not no that's a journalist or something yeah Uh, ron francis (laughs) i was like Um, as long as he doesn't say it again i won't have to correct it (laughs) yeah ron francis i don't remember him being great gm in carolina either but i can't exactly remember when his tenure was well, let's talk about old Ronnie Franchise. Ron Francis, right? Good old, good old Ron. Obviously, a tremendous hockey player, a Hall yeah. of Famer, I do believe. And if he's not, he uh, he should be. Yeah. Two-time Stanley Cup winner. Uh, I believe it's still second. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, and retired uh, before the, his last season was the, the last one before the uh, 05 lockout. Oh, Toronto Maple Leafs a legend for 12 games, by the way, and then 12 playoff yeah. games. But <clears throat> I believe Ron Francis is still second all-time in career assists in NHL sure. history. It's pretty crazy. So he, after the lockout, stays with the Hurricanes, director of player development, assistant GM, associate coach, director of hockey ops, eventually becomes GM in 2014-15, up until 2018. And yeah, the Hurricanes in those seasons did pretty much nothing, as far yeah. as I recall. If he, yeah, if he ended in 2018, so let's see, 2014, 15 to 2018, their run did not make the playoffs. 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 The first year he uh, left, they went to the conference finals and lost to, I believe, Washington. <laughs> Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if, I wonder if the, he, yeah. What? Where's the, how much is the argument that he built that team that was eventually going to the conference finals? So. Yeah. If you're a friend of Ron Francis or, you know, a buddy, buddy with him as a reporter, I'm sure that's your entire st- statement and argument that yeah. he built that team. Yeah. And maybe Which, that's, you know, Seattle isn't totally there. off. 
Yeah, it might not be totally off, like, but. So there you go. Our viewer questions section for this particular podcast. Again, we thank everyone for getting those in. As talked about, though, it is our first show of a new month. And as we like to do, we are going to go through the big five awards and who we would say is the front runner for each of the awards. So, boys, to make it easy for you, if you want to look up full stats, you can. Otherwise, I put the top three in each particular category. Let's start off with the Hart Trophy League MVP, most valuable to his team, however the hell you want to phrase it, the best damn player in the league. And typically, this does go off of scoring, as most awards do. Yeah. So the top three players in terms of scoring right now, Connor McDavid, 11 goals, 11 assists for 22 points. Leon Dreisaitl, five goals, but how many assists? 16 for 21 points. And then David Posternock, seven goals, 11 assists always for 18 points. Seven eleven always open. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Would your vote for the Hart Trophy be one of these three, or do you have someone else in mind? No, hundred percent. It's always McDavid. <laughs> like am I, yeah. my vote, my vote for the Hart is always McDavid because he's always the most valuable player and the best player out there, bar fucking none. Yep. No disagreement, Endo. Yeah, either that or dry, but it's mostly McDavid. That's going to be the theme all year long, everybody, just like it was last year. It's it's Connor McDavid's award, and it should be. The Norris Trophy. Again, typically always based off of points. Here are your top three in terms of scoring. All Swedish, by the way. Mm-hmm. Eric Carlson. Nine goals, six assists for 15 points. He, by the way, is second in the league in goal scoring only behind Connor McDavid entering play tonight. As of the day, we are recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. Rasmus Dahlin, six goals, eight assists for 14 points and Boston's Hampus Lindholm, three goals, eight assists for 11 points. A player that I hate. What a good contract. What an amazing contract. What an amazing <laughs> trade. Jesus Christ. can you imagine having anything negative to say surrounding that trade? Even if you were right at the time, because he's in the Norris race. Hmm. Mm, yes yes yep that's a big elephant in the room for me is i still stand by it last year hampus lindholm is not what the bruins needed but maybe he is exactly what they needed heading into this season i would have preferred they win the cup last year but hey it is what it is um my norris vote eric fucking carlson man (laughs) like what the hell let's go man he's looking amazing he's looking absolutely fantastic on a shit team um which he's kind of always done a lot of times in his career. Uh, I made the joke that, all right, yeah, now that the Sharks are completely shit, Eric Carlson, you know, he's he's t- time to take over. That's his thing. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But I also think it's because the man has finally been able to rehab, like, properly and doesn't have all these other lingering injuries and shit. Um, I think, and again, I think he's finally adjusted again to to really having to change his play style from the Eric Carlson Carlson of old, because again, it's his, that ankle issue, the way it was like surgically repaired and shit, like biomechanically, he can't do some of the things he was able to do before. So he's turned Mm -hmm. into less of an agility based speed um, and finesse player to more of the straight line speed and finesse. Like look at how he blew by the Toronto Maple Leafs to score that fucking overtime goal. He just took off and you could not stop him. Like any, and the, the other thing was, is his mind is so sharp. He recognized the situation, recognized the, the last man back, had the wrong handedness to be able to easily defend against him. 
And that's why he pinched. Although he probably would have pinched anyway, because he's Eric Carlson. But what if he, you know, I mean, it was also turned out to be an amazing decision because of the hand in this thing. I think that was, was it whole? I want to say it's whole because I feel like he's out there for every goal. He, but, he's um, always the scapegoat for the Leafs, even if it wasn't him. Yeah. So yeah, it was Justin Hall. Let's just say <laughs> that. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, any disagreement on Eric Carlson as the uh, front runner for the Norris right now? No, he was always a good guy. I'm glad he was able to get back in form. I don't know why I talk about BBG there, but uh, yeah, I'm glad that he was able to get back in form and figure out like, you know, with his limitation, with his ankle. Uh, and, you know, the, <clears throat> it took a while. But, you know, clearly it's paying off in spades at the wrong time. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but hey, it might be the right time if we trade him and get a shit to load return. For Shane Wright. Eh. Shane Wright <laughs> and a first. <laughs> Fuck that. Mm. <laughs> it's like, what, what, what are you not playing him for? He's worth shit. It's, it's crazy to see him playing at this high of a level. I genuinely didn't think we'd see Eric Carlson play at this high of a level ever again. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's a that's Especially a hot with take the way either. the Sharks trended. Like, it's like, oh, shit. Like, maybe he can't be the guy anymore. Now the Sharks are going to be shit, and he's not going to be able to get a lot of those points because no one can fucking finish. Right. Except for him, apparently. Yeah, apparently him. <laughs> uh, I do want to shout out, though, Rasmus Dahlin has had a phenomenal season for Buffalo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Better supporting cast around him, you could argue, in some ways. But regardless, to see what he's doing now, when a lot of people are like, oh, maybe, yeah, he's just, maybe he's going to be okay, but he's not, like, the number one overall pick guy. Oh, no, he's he's proving that he is. And now that Buffalo's better and there's more eyes on the team, people yeah. are really seeing that. So people, people need to remember, defensemen always develop later than forwards. Yeah. Like... I'm pretty, didn't Kale McCarr not come into the fucking league till he's 20? Like, yeah, he spent uh, a couple of seasons still yeah. in uh, in college. In college. Uh, so, like, yeah, he jumps on the seam and he tears shit up. But, like, at the same time, didn't Darlene go right into the NHL from the draft? Or did he have one year in Europe? Uh, I can double check. For Kale yeah. McCarr, yeah, he spent two seasons after being drafted uh, with yeah. the UMass Minutemen before coming yeah. to Colorado. It's not like he came right in there. And Kale McCarr is a franchise fucking defenseman. He's maybe even generational, if you want to go all that crazy. We'll say franchise to not cheapen the word generational, but... According to NHL, high franchise, I think it was. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, um, so Darlene was taken first overall in 2018 uh -huh. and did immediately make the jump to the Sabres. That's tough. As a defenseman, Owen Power did the same thing. We're not going to see Owen Power at that true Owen Power level until at least like two to three years. Like, that's just how it works with defensemen. There's, they don't, it's, it's so, so hard as a defenseman to jump in and make an impact. So, I mean, Darlene, I think this is what you, you wanted to get out of him. And you just have to wait a couple of years. That's just the nature of defensemen. And I think we're seeing the true Rasmus Darlene. And that's why I never, ever, ever changed him from a fucking high elite. <laughs> even though people are like hey, he sucks yeah i don't know man the vesna for top goaltender the top three goalies right now dallas is jake ottinger 5-1-0 record with a 1.4 goals against average in a league leading 952 save percentage philadelphia's carter hart with a 5-0-2 record, a 2.10 goals against average, and a 9.43 save percentage on Philadelphia. And uh, Logan Thompson of the Vegas Golden Knights, you could argue, is that third man in with a 5-2-0 record, 1.73 goals against average, and a 9.38 save percentage. 
my vote is Ottinger, but I acknowledge just how fucking good Carter Hart's been, especially on a significantly worse team than Ottinger has in front of him in Dallas. But I'm going with Ottinger. He's been unreal so far. Yeah, I figured Endo might want to go next, but uh, yeah. he's the goalie yeah. guy. But yeah, uh, Ottinger's fucking stealing it, hundred uh, percent. I was gonna say Sandstrom, but poor fucker is oh nine and one. I think he's like oh nine and zero in his career. And he just can't catch a break with getting a getting a fucking win. Poor guy. I'm related to the Vesna talk, but yeah. Um, Ottinger, beautiful, beautiful numbers there too. And funny about the Dallas Stars, they're trying to figure out their goaltending issue. I'm not sure it's on the docket, but they signed Matt Murray, not that Matt Murray, a different mm. Murray, different Matt Murray to a one year deal. Uh, Matt Murray played over in. I think he played in. And he, he played NCAA. Then he was signed to an AHL deal with the Texas Stars. He was in the same system as uh, Matt Murray when the I think the Pens drafted him, or they was on the unrestricted. I can't remember. It's a whole complicated situation there. Um, but yeah, they have a backup goalie for um, for him because Wedgwood is. I think Wedgwood got injured or something like that. And uh, yeah, so yeah, Ottinger from Vesna. I ramble on about cooking for some reason. <laughs> I was gonna say, where where's this going? Say, do you have know. any uh, side tangents <laughs> about irrelevant players? No, I was just gonna say it's. I I think the best chance for it is gonna be Ottinger because he's just plain better than uh, Logan Thompson, and there's no fucking denying that. And he's on a good enough team to maintain those stats at least to a, a high high level point. And Dallas is already a defensive team. You throw mm-hmm. again. I'm just going to say you throw Pete DeBoer in the first year of his tenure with his coaching style and it being the first year of his tenure, he's going to have a really fucking good year. Therefore, Ottinger's going to have a fantastic year. And I think, yeah, he's he's the winner. My second is would be maybe Carter Hart because it's because um, it's John Tortorella. But I'll, I'll save my John Tortorella rant for a bit later. The call the trophy for top rookie right now in terms of scoring. It is Seattle's Maddie Beneers with nine points. Shane Pinto Bean of the Ottawa Senators with six goals and an assist. And Minnesota defenseman Kalen Addison, seven points, all of them assists. Uh, who was a part of, I believe, the Jason Zucker trade a couple of years ago. Right now it is Maddie Beneers. And it's so interesting that it's Seattle. That has him because, you know, hey, we sent him back to the NCAA for a year and now here he is. But we're not going to do the same with Shane Wright and Junior. It doesn't fucking so make weird. sense. So weird. Uh, but he's been they're, awesome. They're seeing the fruits of their fucking decision in front of them and they still can't make up their mind with Shane Wright. It's weird. It's mind boggling, really. <laughs> Um, yeah, Shane Pinto has been great. I call him out on the show consistently now. He and Brady Kachuk both, you know, doing very well for Ottawa. And then Addison, I mean, the problem for defenders is he would have to keep up this unbelievable pace in terms of scoring to get any nods because it's so damn difficult for, it feels like it's difficult for defensemen to get the award. You have to truly be like that ridiculously good. Uh, so my vote right now would be for Maddie Beneers. But I I respect Kalen Addison, and clearly it's, uh, hey, keep an eye on him a little bit more in Minnesota. Mm. Sin. Yeah. Out of those three, uh, or anybody else come to mind? Yeah, Logan Thompson comes to mind. 
the fact that he's amongst yeah. the top three right now for Vesna, in my opinion, should put him in the conversation for uh, Calder. Um, I know everyone comes to the age thing, um, but he's not that old. I don't. Let me check. He might be like twenty. If you qualify for rookie, you're a rookie. My opinion is it yeah. should be fucking baseball like, where I don't care if you're thirty seven. If you're a rookie, you're a rookie. Like, oh, yeah. but the pro experience yeah. elsewhere and blah blah blah. Man, if you're a rookie to the league, you're a rookie to the league. That's what I think. I, and then they should have a separate one for the age dumb shit. Yeah, like the the best young player award, and then the Calder award for the best rookie. Like, yeah, simple. I just want to acknowledge how hard it is for me to legitimately uh hype up a vegas player by the way i hope you're appreciating this right now um yeah (laughs) it's great it's it's you know fantastic for him he good god i mean we saw how flashes of just how good he could fucking be last season when vegas was absolute ass and not scoring for the man in the shootout and he stops like 15 out of 17 or something ridiculous like Mm. in a shootout situation yeah um he's i 100 gotta you know be up there I don't know how many games he's going to play, if how he could maintain that in, you know, with Vegas, how they're going to look. They're still, I mean, doing good right now, but still, I think a lot of question marks surrounding that team and their depth, but especially their goaltenders. Um, Matty Beniers, if he can keep it up, it's going to look great. Uh, he looks really good, Matty Beniers, man. Like some of those, like he just his IQ level is so good. So I'm kind of torn. I think Matty Beniers will win it, but I would, if Logan Thompson keeps this up, remains amongst some of the top goaltenders, even in the Vesna conversation, um, then he should win it, but he probably won't over Mad Beniers. Endo, your thoughts, rookie wise? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Great riveting contribution. Commentary. Riveting, riveting completely. Just honestly, just give it to either Beniers or Pinto. All right. Last one, Jack Adams, top coach. Uh, right now, I mean, based off of the standings, right, is how it typically goes in, in some ways or the most surprising. Uh, but Jim Montgomery in Boston, teams nine and one. Bruce Cassidy, former Bruins head coach, now in Vegas, they are nine, two and oh. So based on the standings, do you go with the teams that are, you know, you're surprised that they're up there, maybe as high as they are, which would be. New Jersey, which would be funny because they were chanting for Lindy Ruff to be fired in game one. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo with with Kevin Adams. Like, the Jack Adams is always so goddamn weird. Like, we talked about it. You know, Joel Quinville at least got the results. You can say that about him. He only ever won a Jack Adams once, and it was when he was in St. Louis, not even in Chicago. So it's not often that, you know, this award goes to the best. It more often goes to like, oh, this team would, how are they good? It must be the coach. So I I don't know. Like you look at the standings, it's like, who's the biggest surprise team right now? It probably is New Jersey, but the yeah, home fan base. Silly. Yeah. NHL I, loves well, a comeback story. John Tortorella, yeah. if, he, if he's able to put together a wild card team, um, he's 100% going to win it. Like, True. Not, okay, not a hundred percent. I'll say solid seventy-five to ninety percent chance he wins it if he puts together a wild card performance for the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, God, yeah, it's the Jack Adams is just so fucking weird. It's weird. It's almost um, as weird as the GM one. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even bother with GM of the year because we already know who's gonna win that. Lou Lamoretta. <laughs> Give it to Lou. <laughs> 
Ugh, it's too hard to pick. Just give it to Lou. God damn. All right. So Yanni yeah. Mortadella. Hey, Sorry. I say Tortorella. Yanni Mortadella is going to win that for sure. There you go. Uh, we'll see how this changes heading into uh, December. <clears throat> because last year around this time, we were talking about Jeff Petrie's run <laughs> for the Norris because oh, he was yeah. on fire for the Habs. <laughs> Oh, shit. That did not persist, as it turns out. Uh, with that, though, let's flash back to uh, a couple of games that happened over the last couple of days. Some talking points attached to them. On Monday, the Sabres beat the Red Wings 8-3. to Dage Thompson had a hat trick for goals 4, 5, and 6. He had six points in total. Rasmus Dahlin scored his sixth goal of the year. Uh, Jesus, Buffalo. It's not the only one that I'm going to mention for them, but Tage Thompson started off a little bit slow. And uh, LOL now. He, he does have a chance to hit 30, if not approach 40 again. The hell. At least St. Louis got a cup out of it. You know, he was a part of the O'Reilly trade, but at least St. Louis got a cup out of it before Tage Thompson turned into what the Blues were hoping he would be. The Carolina Hurricanes beat the Washington Capitals 3-2 in a shootout. Andre Svechnikov's eighth of the year. It's, it's on pace for. He is technically on pace for 73 goals, which is not going to happen. Hopefully. But what do we think that he hits? He had a career high of 30 last year. 30 seems like a slam dunk, barring injury, right? Mm, yeah, I'd say 40. But is he the best Svechnikov? <laughs> yes, yes, he is. <laughs> uh, it was it was beautiful when uh, the Leafs lost to the Sharks and uh, Steve Dangle's review there. You gave up a goal to the guy who isn't even the best Svechnikov. <laughs> yeah, or that that when they were getting into it behind the play, it's like, like he, he you know, Austin Matthews starts getting into it with Svechnikov by the play. Not even, uh, yeah. not even the right Svechnikov. Why does no one do anything? <laughs> and in this game, Alex Ovechkin scored his fifth of the year. He is on pace for just 37. However... If he were to score that many goals, it would put him at 817 in his career. Second all time, he needs 802 to pass Gordy Howe. So theoretically, he finishes on 817. Mm-hmm. Gretz is at 894. Ovi's 37. How are we feeling about his chances at this stage? Yeah, a little bit more rough. But... <sighs> I hope he I hope he heats up this year because this is what we were kind of being nervous about is that one time one day his goals are just going to disappear like on pace for 37 is still good. Mm. But if we want him to break the record, he may, has to go a little bit higher this year. That being said, I think I write he only needs to average like 30 a season for the next th- like three or four years and be able to break the record. I think that's probably possible for him if he co- keeps playing. So in this theoretical scenario where he finishes with as many goals as he's on pace for, which would be 37, he would need mm-hmm. 77 more. So say he plays seasons, until, yeah. yeah, I mean, say he, he plays until like 41, you know, three, four seasons. Yeah, he'd need to average 20, 25 goals a year to hit that. It's still possible, yeah. but a slow start like this does make you wonder just a little bit if that pace is falling just a little bit too much, but yeah. it is still incredibly early. Although the caps have had so many goddamn injuries and the supporting cast keeps kind of dropping off a little bit, which can certainly affect it too. 
Final game that was on Monday. Kings beat the Blues 5-1. to one. Uh, Gabe Velarde keeps fucking scoring. Carl Grundstrom, Leafs legend, got his second and third of the year. But Jordan Bennington was pulled and chirped the Kings bench on the way out. <laughs> that made no the sense. biggest fucking baby on the planet. I can tell you that makes no fucking sense. <clears throat> Why are you going to chirp the team that lit you up? Like, mm-hmm. buddy. Yeah, you'll give. Yo, I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. Dude, you just you uh, just let like yeah, fucking so. five goals. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like fifteen shots. Yeah, it's like a, that's like a three hundred save percentage. Fucking Tuki has a better save percentage than that when he's playing fucking two K ten. He didn't know what the fucking trolls were. Jesus, right. don't forget the time you slid on that. We remember that. Yeah, <laughs> after a couple out. times. Times. I mean, <laughs> there's been a few. It's finicky <laughs> controls, man. It was twenty ten. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. good it but yeah, I don't know what the fuck Bennington's up to. Like, other than being an he's idiot. He's just being Bennington. Like, this is mm-hmm. what yeah. you expect. He throws a fucking tantrum anytime things don't go the way he wants. That's yeah, literally I... what he does. And it's not even like cool Ed Belfour or Billy Smith type shit. It's just shit baby Bennington. Mm-hmm. Reminds, yeah, it reminds me of the time... Um, he was getting sent down from the this is like way before he became like a fucking NHL goaltender. Uh, he was getting sent down from the A to go to the ECHL. And if you're on a two way deal, you don't have to go like you can say no. And they have to do they have to put another guy down because you get first say because your contract in the NHLPA. So we said, like, yeah, I'm not going. So then they had to send another guy down instead. And it worked out for him. It did, yeah. <laughs> like that's what led him to getting the call up. And, you know, I saw a lot of people comparing him to like, oh, is he this generation's Cam Ward wins a cup and then never really has that form again? No, I think Bennington's in a class of his own because I don't think Cam Ward uh, went full diaper anytime he uh, got lit up in a game. Yeah. He'll, Bennington <laughs> will always have that cup ring. Is it frustrating that it came at my favorite team's expense? Yeah, it is because... That guy's a fucking head case. Like, I, that's probably what he has to do to keep himself in, like, you know, top mental form, even though it looks like the opposite. Uh, you know, just to play at the level that he's capable of playing at, although as of late, yeah, yeah not so great. Uh, the Blues started off at 3-0-0. They are now 3-5-0. and And you have your goalie going full diaper eight games into a season. It's a hell of a look. It's a hell of a look. I, uh, I kind of you know, played down some blues fans concerns. You guys might've been onto something. It is just eight games. And Hey, the last time your team was tragically bad, it worked out pretty well for you by the end of the season. So give it a little bit of time, but um, anytime Jordan Bennington goes full diaper, hey, at least this time he didn't swing his stick at someone's face. Yeah. So was it that much of a tantrum by comparison? Not really. On Tuesday, lightning beat the Sens four, three, Guys like Point and Kucherov scoring goals, Giroux for the Sens. But the big talking point, the reason why this was added, is that the, for the Ottawa Senators, uh, their, their name's in the headlines a little bit. Thanks to one man. One man. Van Wilder. <laughs> oh, the free guy himself. The Green Lantern. <laughs> oh star of the proposal and bullet train that's a movie the amityville horror remake in 2005 
He was your favorite character in Blade Trinity. Oh, he played someone's boyfriend in, like, someone's... I cannot remember the movie now. I just remember him having this tiny bit part in this movie where, like, he was some gay guy's boyfriend and didn't say was much. Was that in Harold just... and Kumar or was that a different one? No, he was the doctor in Harold and Kumar. Oh, yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> Shit. Ryan Reynolds, everybody. <laughs> I love him. He's fucking hilarious, yeah. Ryan Reynolds. His, his name is being thrown around as at least not a majority owner, but his name is being thrown around as potentially a part of a group that might look to buy the Ottawa senators. trying to get so a like this... daughters, so I don't blame him. Yeah, so this all happened because he put a reply to a tweet, and someone, some random person tagged him and was like, hey, Van City Reynolds, that's his Twitter handle. Um, yeah. Like, you, you interested in this? And he replied with a thinking emoji. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. Is that all we have to go on oh, like nowadays? Yes. Oh, that's yeah, right. I thought it was actually something legitimate. I was what waiting to fuck? see if Endo spoiled it. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. And no. now like all social media is like, I guarantee there's a fucking bar down article around being like, is Ryan going to ch- buy the team? Like, oh man, I, I love I mean, working. In, I love working in like sports media with clickbait. But at the same time, I don't into existence. Everyone talking about it. <clears throat> yeah. Like I, I can't stand that. I mean, yeah, it, it is kind of a shame that it's more of a more of a nothing burger on this one. At the same time, obviously, it's not unheard of for celebrities to have minor stakes in sports teams, like uh, or to be involved in a in a group. Like I think Justin Timberlake was a part of. A, I don't want to. Do I want to misuse the term consortium? I don't know if I do. But he owns parts of the Memphis Grizzlies, essentially. Uh, I think yeah. Usher has stakes with the Cleveland Cavaliers, for example. So, yeah. and then like I think Michael Jordan just outright owns the Hornets. So different sure. levels, yeah. different yeah. levels to stuff. But yeah, disappointing. But hi, hey, hopefully it happens. Like you said, hopefully it just kind of manifests. Celebrities can't buy a sports team. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> for those in the audio side you don't know what we're talking about there's a meme with usher where it's like he's just like dancing and everything is like talking about. yeah watch this but yeah oh, explaining God. memes is 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 what this podcast does apparently. basically that is what this podcast is we explain memes <laughs> and weird random references and it's the best described video for the visually impaired uh rangers beat the flyers one nothing in overtime chris Kreider's fourth of the year Igor Shesterkin in a shutout. Carter Hart, I mean, fuck, dude. Goose eggs into <laughs> overtime, trying like hell to drag this team to a win. The Flyers are 5-2-2. Two, and two. I was so disappointed when I saw my stats. I'm like, oh, the game must, must not be over yet, because this should clearly be a goalie win for me on my <laughs> fucking fantasy. I'm like, oh, no, they just got shut out by the goddamn Rangers 1-0. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So... But hey, five, two, and two for the Flyers. You tell any Flyers fan that would be your record heading into November, you'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah. Considering five, the five, three, and two, though. Uh, I think they are now. I think we have another game to talk about. Yeah, well, yeah, we do. Oh, oh, now, oh after yeah, the yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Just to that point. Yeah. Um. God. Golden Knights over the Caps, three, two overtime. Eichel's fifth of the year. Vegas nine, two, and zero oh at that point on the season. I believe they still are. Who the hell had Vegas at 9-2-0? The frustration on Sin's face is incredible. I mean, I was just hoping they would continue to sink and miss the playoffs, but they're not going to now. Nah. 
No, they're not. They're going to make <laughs> this right. Um, Wild over the Habs, 4-1. Two goals for Kaprizov. He's up to eight. Matt Boldy with six. Matt Boldy is amazing. Yeah. He's, I, honestly, like, he's got an, a sick amount of points right now. Um, He's yeah. over point per game. And I don't think Matt Boldy gets talked about nearly enough for being over point per game. <laughs> like, yeah, holy so hell. He, I had no idea. Yeah, I was going to say, on the season so far, he he's at 10 points in 10 games now. Oh, okay. Has 49 points in 57 career games. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Speaking of pretty good, the Boston Bruins beat the Pittsburgh Penguins 6-5 to in overtime <laughs> on Tuesday. It was 2-1 Boston at the end of the first. End of the second, it was 5-3 Pittsburgh. Ow. They were up 5-2. In general, and then the Bruins obviously come back to win at 6-5 in overtime. Charlie Coyle has four goals on the year, which is great to see. Jakob Lauko gets his first career NHL goal. Marshawn Hall, Lindholm all scoring. The Bruins are 9-1 on the season. They do lose Jeremy Swayman and Derek Forbert to injury, who will both be out week to week. Um, brutal, brutal loss for Pittsburgh and not the only loss for Pittsburgh we'll be talking about, but Crosby, Malk, and Raquel all scored their fifth of the year, but that is that is a confidence-shaking loss even for a team, as we talked about on the last show, that had a horrible Western road trip. Like, you think, like, oh yeah, man, we're gonna get a good win over the Bruins, and then you just shit the bed. Rough look. For Pittsburgh, and uh, like I said, it gets a little bit worse here in a minute. Also worth noting, uh, did you guys see the incident in the Islanders-Hawks game with uh, Casey Sezikis and Alex Stalock? Yes. Nope. Resulted in a 5K fine for Sezikis. Stalock is out hurt. The Hawks uh, have numerous hurt goalies right now, Peter Morazic included. Um, in general, 3-1 win for the Islanders. They're getting some decent scoring. They're up uh, to 6-4-0 on the season. Jonathan Taves scored a 6 for the Hawks. Who gives a fuck about him? But um, hey, if they choose to trade him, he might actually have some value again. But it was it was one of those plays where I, I think it could be viewed in a, uh, in a variety of ways. But the way I view it is more of just an unfortunate incident. Like, we don't have the term hockey incident like you do in racing, where you describe something as a racing incident. I just think it was rather unfortunate. I'm looking at yeah. it right now. So, <clears throat> so for, for people who haven't seen it, uh, so Casey Sezikis uh, took a shot on goal, and after through the shot was a backhand and was charging at the net. He was already had the defender on him as well. Uh, shot onto Alex Daylock. Uh, he was going towards his like glove hand, so left side. And on the follow through, he ended up making contact with Alex Daylock and it, he had some contact to his head, which was the main thing, obviously. And people were throwing a concussion. I think he does have a concussion. It's like confirming his concussion. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's an argument to it saying that there was not enough time for Zizekas to get through and to like, you know, kind of rotate himself away from the play. Uh, some people are saying it's just a hard play at the front of the net. Uh, as a goalie myself, um, like I've had that happen to me a few times, like even oh, in beer league. That's crazy. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I didn't right. Know. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. Not that I'd mention and have goalie paraphernalia in the background, um, <clears throat> but it it's 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 a very close call kind of. 
I think if Staylock wasn't injured, there wouldn't be a fine. Um, but then again, with the player safety board, whatever the fuck, you just spin a wheel and see whatever you're giving out. Uh, he was given like a penalty and a, like a game misconduct and like a match penalty like as well. Uh, so he was like he was done after the play. Um, like I, I don't know if it was really like deserving anything more than what he got, or if even what he got was like even much more than what he should have. Like it's just a hockey play that happens, I guess, and you know, end result yeah. is someone got hurt. I mean, Staylock makes an awkward save where he's almost in like the reverse VH while yeah, sliding he, to his left. He slid out of the crease pretty yeah. much. Um Let me take a look at that again. I think Sezikis could have made more effort to get away. He just kinda looking at his shot and stuff like that, but at the same time Stalock slid into him at the same time. Sezikis was going wide of the net. Um and Stalock slid slid into him. So like I think I'm kind of surprised that he got a fine when he was kicked out of the game, but I think that has to do with yeah. Stalock being injured. I, I think the I think the match penalty is enough for that. Um, I don't even think there should. I think there should have been one or the other. If you give him the match penalty, don't fine him. If you didn't give him the match penalty, fine, you can fine him. But to have both, I think it's a little bit too much. I don't know. It didn't look like malicious to me in any way, shape, or form. And in fact, like Stalock was the one who initiated contact by sliding as far as he did, making that save. That's so, a great play by him. Yeah. So the this the I just looked back at the clip. The save he tried to do was wasn't a reverse VH. That's just a regular like VH. It's a it's a common five hole like kind of attempted save. I haven't seen like that that t attempt for a save used in the NHL in a long ass time. That's kind of mm -hmm. like nineties like early two thousands goaltending the cover of the five hole. So he's kind of like like the visual side like is like this and like he goes down as one pads on the side like that so it's kind of like this and he goes like that to make the save hits his five hole yeah uh weird choice i think that that choice itself was probably what ended up with the play i think if he didn't go down like that his body wouldn't be leaning more towards the left and maybe would have been like a brush but not a full-on like blast contact like it was there an interesting moment for sure um stars over the kings 5-2 rupe hints on home ice plays out of his fucking head for fifth goal of the season jason robertson's fifth goal of the year joe pavelski's fifth goal of the year and tyler sagan who's played pretty damn well um got his third of the year oilers beat the preds seven to four evander kane hat trick for his third fourth and fifth of the year Connor mcdavid with two to bring him up to 11 and there was this stat regarding Leon Dreisaitl's last nine games against Nashville, where he has 18 goals <laughs> and 24 points. What? Just absolutely shreds the Nashville Predators, who are at 3-6-1 and one to start their season. But yeah, Dreisaitl averaging two goals a game and 2.7 points per in his last nine games against Nashville. It's, Can't it's wait disgusting. to talk about the next team here. The Arizona Coyotes beat the Florida Panthers wow. three to one. Um, I know you want to talk about the Coyotes. I'll just mention for the Panthers. No, I, I want to talk no. about the Panthers. Oh, I thought you wanted to talk about the Coyotes for their goodwill. Oh no, that's funny as shit. But uh, no, no, no. I want to talk about the Panthers because what's happening here in the beginning of the season is exactly what we thought could happen, and exactly why they shouldn't have done what they did. They panicked. Five, four, and one, the Florida Panthers in their first 10 games after 
dominating the league last year to win the President's Trophy. Mm-hmm. And then they panicked, traded away two incredible players for one incredible player. Don't get me wrong, but they got him because he you're not going to let you get pushed around in the playoffs and he can score. Tremendous player to have. Overpaid. Overpaid like a motherfucker. And honestly, you miss Mackenzie. We that's how important Mackenzie Weegar is in that lineup, dude. Like the, the metrics that he put up, the the defense, especially with all the injuries that they've kind of been suffering with having the Panthers on the blue line. Isn't Ekblad injured again? Aaron Ekblad I... has only played three games out of the yeah. ten this year. Yeah. They've been without Anthony Duclair for the start of the season. And you look at this team on paper. It's not. It's not overly pretty. Mm-mm. For Hakey, Barkoff, Kachuk is their top line. That's solid, obviously. Their second line is Rudolph Balsers with Sam Bennett and Sam Reinhart. Sam Reinhart, by the way, has just two points in 10 games. That is shockingly poor for a player of his caliber. Yeah. Lou Osterine and Lundell, Nick Cousins on the third line. And a fourth line of Ryan Lomberg, Eric Stahl, and Patrick Hornquist. <laughs> Oh, shit, Eric Stahl, what? He signed there. He's played three games so far with no points. Huh, okay. Mm-hmm. Their defense. I thought he was done. <laughs> shit. Yeah, he probably should be. Uh, their defense. Gustav Forsling, Brandon Montour, which is okay. It's a great second pair. Josh Mahora with Radko Gudis. And then Mark Stahl and Matt Kierstead. With... Six games, a 307 goals against average, and an 897 save percentage worth of Sergei Bobrovsky. Four games of Spencer Knight at a 253 GAA and an 899 save percentage. It's only 10 games, but uh, not exactly looking like the team that fell short of their goals last year and are on the warpath mm-hmm. to get back to where they wanted to be. They play the Sharks tonight, by the way. Oh, I hope they I hope they snap out of it. Come on, Florida, we're counting on you. <laughs> you boys gotta figure this out. Come on. <laughs> figure this shit out. Bury us, motherfuckers. Ooh. It's gonna be an interesting story to follow the Florida Panthers as we yeah. uh continue along throughout this season. Also gonna be interesting to cover both of these teams. The Devils beat the Canucks five to two. Devils right now seven three and oh, but are without Andre Palat. For an indefinite amount of time after groin surgery, he had three goals in his first six games with the team in the first year of a five-year contract with the team. Not what you were hoping for. Six games into a brand new contract to bring in a player with a championship pedigree that's supposed to help push your team over the top. The Vancouver Canucks. Seventh and eighth goal of the year for Bo Horvat, but the Canucks fall to two six and two on the season. The fuck? How much time does Bruce have left? Probably not much, since they really didn't want to bring him back anyway. At least we got the sense of that. Yeah, and exactly. Then kind of pressured into it, and oof. It's not. It's not looking too good for Bruce at this stage as it keeps going on. It is. Oh. Just 10 games, but two wins in 10 for a team like that that you know desperately wants to make it back to the playoffs, not good enough. No, it's awful. Um, 
Um, sorry, I'm looking up the Bo Horvat contract. Yeah, he's UFA. Mm-hmm. Captain of the team. Interesting spot for them to be in. Yeah, especially with Bedard coming up in the draft. I'm like, man, what if they... What, with, I was looking at Horvat. I'm like, wow, seven and eight goals. That's a lot. It's a lot for Bo Horvat. Maybe they sell high on him. Do you regret re-signing JT Miller? Because he would have been a great deadline piece mm. without that eight-year extension kicking in. Um, If I was just without the history of that team? No. Wait, wait, wait. Mm. Do I regret? Yes, I regret without the history <laughs> of that team. Um, Sorry, I'm, I need to try to figure out how to word this. If I were to be in their shoes last year and the year before with how fucking awful they were, they would. Um, Yeah, I would have traded JT Miller. And then I would have traded Bo Horvat this year um, and just try to draft more because you didn't get enough. Besser, Pedersen are nice, but they kept trying to rush things along. And there's just not enough other supporting cast with some of those guys. Like, don't get like Horvat and stuff is good, but it's almost like you need to maybe even reset. Like, but I just, they have so many other shit contracts that they kind of have to. I still don't understand the Oliver Ekman Larson pickup. With Final all those deals. Yeah, I mean, they get rid of those deals, but bring on Ekman Larson for a longer amount of time. Yeah. Final game from Tuesday. The Ducks beat the Sharks six to five in a shootout. Ducks are now three, six, and one. But the main talking point, Eric Carlson with his mm-hmm. first career hat trick and the first hat trick for a defenseman in San Jose Sharks history. Mm-hmm. Big because Brent Burns did get one, but he was a right winger at the time. Ah, that's how they yeah. get you. I actually didn't know that. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Didn't know that. Uh, Timo also scored his second and third of the year. Sharks at three, eight, and one. Timo's uh, goal was incredible. Um, yeah. Jesus, he just wolf. I mean, let's be fair; it's Ducks defense, but he still wolf through it, got knocked down, got back up, and sniped it. That's mm. filthy. I don't know. You guys probably didn't see it, but I'm going to mention it because it's absolutely filthy. And for those of you out there who want to look up that highlight, definitely look it up because it's uh, pretty disgusting. So round one of Baywatch. Not yeah, not a clear loser with both teams at least picking up a point. Yeah, entertaining but at game. Least, My buddy was at it. <laughs> <laughs> at least for the Sharks, though, they don't get that extra point. Again, 3-8-1 and one on the season now. Uh, pretty much right where they want to be, with the exception of some other teams that continue to... Canucks leave you questioning what the hell they're doing <laughs> yes fucking win games you idiots canucks pittsburgh now what the fuck are you guys doing <laughs> it is worth noting the sharks by points percentage are the worst team in the league let's go but barely over the likes of vancouver columbus anaheim nashville the current bottom five yeah i'm hoping a lot of those teams get better <laughs> me too for your sake me too god i, I just want bedard man Final two games I wanted to mention, both from Wednesday. Uh, we'll go to the second one first. Sabres over the Pens, 6-3. to Tage Thompson, 7th of the year. Victor Olofsson, 7th and 8th of the year. Alex Tuck, 7th of the year. The Sabres are 7-3-0 and are looking awesome, whereas the Penguins fall to 4-5-2, which is pretty mid. Good for uh, Sabres fans, but the question we have to ask, is this just their annual hot start to a season before they regress back down? Or do you think like, oh, yeah, shit, they could actually really throughout the season push for a playoff spot, if not make it? They have to prove it. 
<laughs> they haven't yet. I'm not going to say which way it's going to go because that's obviously going to be in everyone's mind. I think they could. But then again, Tage Thompson, that's a really hot start. Olafson, really, really hot start. Mm. I think it depends on some of those maintaining that, but I do think they have a stronger team. But will will they not shit the bed? I don't know because the Sabres always shit the bed. So they have to prove that they don't, and then this is their chance. And our final game, the Toronto Maple Leafs over the Philadelphia Flyers. The parade is back on Austin <laughs> Matthews, fourth of the year. John Tavares, a hat trick to get his seventh of the season. What a goal he scored. The parade is back on. The Maple Leafs, who were 300 favorites, beat the Philadelphia Flyers like the underdogs that the Toronto Maple Leafs are. <laughs> they got it done, baby. They got it done. Plan the parade. Everything's going to be okay. <sighs> No yeah. response from the man in the Leafs. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. God, this team, man, this team fucking drives me insane. Like, there's. I so mean, many you got things. what you want, though, right? They beat a team that they should have beaten. Yeah. Woo. I could have used that like last week. Right. <laughs> oh, once, three times this last man. week, but you got zero. <sighs> it's gonna be another fun season of following the Toronto Maple Leafs, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. These Leafs, same as the old Leafs and the Leafs before them, never boring, but still, just ripping the hearts out of their own fans and yeah, just toying with them. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Gentlemen, with that, I think we are. Good to go for this week's worth of, of Hochi. An interesting one. Endo, what do you got going on, buddy? I actually got a question for y'all before we do a little outros. So I was looking at a bunch of stats, like, just today, um, for, like, NHL all-leading scores, And the, the profile of Wayne Gretzky, you know, the greatest player to ever play the game, uh, popped up to, to me. And I noticed something really, really odd in his career. I want you to take a guess as to how many overtime goals the great one has. I mean, a big portion of his career, there was no overtime. Mm. I don't think so. Well, maybe not no overtime, but well, I'd have to look. I can't remember when I, I know there was sometimes ties. Like there was sometimes overtimes, but it was like four or four and four for five minutes. Um, you have to check. Look, look, look at when over. Yeah, because that's that's a good thing. I'm assuming you're asking this because he doesn't. You ha, he has a surprisingly low amount. He has um, he has a surprisingly low amount. So look at when overtimes came in, and then like then yeah. what was Brent Gretzky's number? That's my guess. Brent Gretzky. Uh, I'm gonna go with 49. Okay. So overtime was added in 1983. Okay. okay. You're still gonna go with 49, Tuggy? No, my realistic answer is like six. What about you? Because say? how often would the Oilers have even gone to overtime when you had like Wayne Gretzky, Yari Curry, so on yeah. and so forth on the team? Right. Yeah. I'm gonna go with six. I have no idea. I don't. I don't even know how to guess this. Put a number out. Just put a number. I don't. Know, Thirty-five. Two. What the fuck? Two goals. 
Did they calculate over time? I should have said one dollar, Bob, like I was going to. Fuck. 1985-1986, one goal, was playing with Edmonton. And then 1989-1990 season, playing with uh, the LA Kings. The only two times he scored in overtime. So dare I say, Wayne Gretzky. Overtime that much. Dare I say, Wayne Gretzky, not, not clutch. clutch. Not clutch. <laughs> not clutch. <laughs> oh, oh God. And no, what do you got going on through the weekend, buddy? Uh, I'm playing a lot more of NHL 23, uh, doing drops and being an absolute giraffe and smashing the crap out of people because that's my enjoyment in this game. That's all it is. Uh, yeah, I was going to do a thing, uh, about rosters, but then I realized that's free work and I ain't doing shit for free. Fuck that noise. Who do you think I am? My standpoint. Yeah. Fucking loser. No, I'm a winner. I'm winning. I'm better. I'm stronger. Harder, better, faster, stronger. Work it. Do it. Harder. And better. He's got stuff going on. But what does Sin have going on? Same shit. Yeah. No, I got got the same stuff going on. New franchise mode coming soon. We won a cup with the Leafs. I'm the best. Um... Oh, if you haven't watched that series, go watch me win a cup with the Leafs. Um, it's not that big of a spoiler. It's easy to win cups in franchise mode. Um, so yeah, got that new franchise mode coming. Just you know, follow me on YouTube, Sin for the Win Productions. Still doing the music thing, recording some stuff, uh, new stuff. Hopefully, be out. I don't know when. Follow me on Instagram, Paul Sanders. Spotify, Paul Sanders. Do the thing. Support me and no one else. Supports in for NHL franchise mode content because I'm not making any. Nor am I doing anything roster editing related. Uh, my ties with NHL 23 are hanging on by a goddamn thread. Uh, but in the meantime, you can catch me everywhere. Tookie 24 will, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what this, what this fall brings to us from a streaming and content creation standpoint. And uh, what's up? Reminds me of um, when Sin said you win. It's really easy to win cups in franchise mode. Reminds me, I think it was the Goonfish. You didn't win their first cup till like tw- like the twenty third fucking season or whatever. Uh, when you when you had your franchise run, I can't remember. Remember you had a franchise run like last year. You didn't win a cup till like the twenty third year. And you're like, mm-hmm. God fucking damn it! <laughs> yeah, that sounds like me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week, everybody. Manscaped.com. Go Toogie. T o u g i e. Twenty percent off. Free shipping. Support the boys. I'll see you guys later. We'll see you all later. Maybe. Possibly. Who's to say? I could die. Rest in peace.